0: Remy and Casey on 92.3 W.I.L.
1: All right. Love me surprise. Fridays. <laughs> Alright, let's get the show started. Thanks for listening. And and that's that. That was the energy burst for this morning. Uh, No, Casey, how was your day yesterday? Anything fun?
2: The day was great. Uh, We had, for the first time in a long time, nothing to do. So we decided we should just go to a jeweler and get our wedding bands. Mm. So we did that.
1: Was that everything you expected it to be?
2: Um, No, that's honestly the one part of the whole engagement wedding process that I kept forgetting About, Mm -hmm. And I've never considered, like, what sort of band I would want. And so for us, it it was like, let's just check this box. Let's just get it done with.
1: Do you think that it makes sense to get an engagement ring and then get another ring for your wedding?
2: I don't think I really knew until, like, five years ago. Do you think that...
1: Jewelers may have made this up.
2: Do you this think whole it's wedding all about thing? money? Do you think Halloween was invented by the candy companies?
1: <laughs> uh, yes, it was. But we enjoy the 31 mornings of Halloween here on the station. Uh, yesterday, tried to get a nap, didn't get a nap. I'm still trying to recover from Matt Reif. It's been...
2: You had Matt Rife. You had a sick day days yeah, beforehand. Dude, this
1: week has been crazy. I just want a couch. So I'm looking forward to...
2: No, you need a couch with no one else home. That's
1: true. There's that whole distraction thing that kind of comes into play. So Uh, if everybody could get out of my house, if you're listening to this, that'd be great. Thanks. Uh, We've got Dustin Lynch tickets at eight o'clock with the big three, your last chance for those. And we're going to play a fun game for John Party tickets at 730. So be here for that. Good morning. Thanks for hanging out. It's 92.3 W.I.L.
0: Bring Nashville to St. Louis with Casey covers country on 92.3 W.I.L.
2: Jelly roll. Is on a roll. Jelly Roll just wraps his first headlining tour in arenas and amphitheaters, while also making three TV appearances. Obviously, coupled with his professional success in his philanthropic, the phila- philanthropic, philanthropic. Thank you. You're welcome. The only people that know that word are in the biz or sorority girls.
1: That's true, and I'm a sorority girl, so.
2: In a sense. partnership with Live Nation. Jelly Roll was able to raise $600,000 to benefit at-risk youth. So Jelly Roll shared on socials that $1 from every ticket he sold throughout his Back Road Baptism tour, which you may have seen here at the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater, was dedicated to the cause that's so near and dear to his heart. And it's all going to at-risk youth. That's awesome.
1: $600,000. Yeah, that that seems like, I mean, it's like he was just, Passively doing that. You know what I mean? Like... We didn't know. Just like off the top, whatever. Donations. Exactly. It wasn't an active... I can't imagine what would happen if Jelly Roll put on a radiothon.
2: Oh my gosh. And was
1: actively seeking money for at-risk youth. You know what I mean?
2: If Jelly Roll just balled out, said, we're going to do a radiothon, we're also going to do a, put your hand on the boat outside. Yeah. And we're also... If they really went all in, they could make millions Easily, I also do like that he didn't use this as a marketing tactic to get people to buy tickets. Not that he needed to convince anyone anyway. But a lot of times you'll hear like, oh, and a dollar from every ticket sold goes to whatever, which is great. However, I uh, kind of appreciate that now the tour is over. And he's saying, by the way, all the money that you paid, some of it is going towards this awesome cause.
1: He's becoming like the Mr. Beast of country music.
2: If you will. Let's be honest.
1: Sure. Like it, it. if Jelly Rolls in your presence like if he's sitting at your table and you're a waitress, expect a large tip.
2: Yeah, expect to be taken care <laughs> of that day. We all know this is not the first time that he's leveraged his platform to do good for others. He even used his sold out show at Nashville's Bridgestone Arena last year to collect funds, $250,000, and he built a uh what is it called? He built a recording studio inside a detention center as like a musical outlet for for youth Gosh, that's who are so incarcerated. Cool.
1: Because you got like if you're in if you're in jail, there's not a whole lot of other things to do besides work out, mm. write, and read. Yeah. So I'd imagine you could probably get some pretty creative things going on, you know, there. To
2: get creative again, to like use some mental stimulation to your advantage. Yeah, and
1: who's talent scouting in the jail system? Jelly roll.
2: See? Taken <laughs> out of the box. Yeah. He says, quote, that's not even scratching the surface of my plan. I'm gonna build. Halfway houses and transitional centers all over the world. That's my real heart. He told that to the uh, New York Times. So, Jelly Roll, always doing something great, always impressing everybody.
0: It's officially spooky season. 31 mornings of Halloween with Remy and Casey, powered by Johnny Brock's
1: Dungeon. All right, we're close enough now, I think. Let's talk costumes.
2: Costumes. What
1: are you going to be this year? 314 699 4766.
2: We got to get prepared for ours.
1: Girl, I've been stressing about this for weeks.
2: I haven't thought about it at all. I think yours might be easier than mine. Let's not say it on the We answer.
1: haven't decided who's going to be who yet, have I do we?
2: think it's a little obvious, though.
1: Is it? I don't think it is. Anyways, 63% of adults say that they will not be dressing up for Halloween this year. What kind of an adult are you if you're not dressing up?
2: Well, I'm sorry. If you and I did not do this every year specifically to win the competition at work when was the last time you just dressed up for Halloween
1: you make a good point
2: because it had to have been college
1: yeah I was uh, I was all in the uh, the sexy costumes when I was in college so so
2: 63% are (laughs) or are not
1: are not. 63% of adults say they're not dressing up this year, which is uh, almost two in three, and another 14% haven't decided if they're going to yet.
2: I'm surprised that one-third of adults would dress up this year just because I'm like, what are you doing? Are you going to a party? Are you, um, is it for, like, trunk-or-treat action?
1: I think this stat probably changes depending on when Halloween actually lands. And because it's on a Tuesday this year, meh if Halloween landed on a Friday, Saturday,
2: you think everyone would dress up? I think
1: that that number would be higher because Mm -hmm. you have to make an extra effort to go though. And I know that everybody has parties the weekend before, or at least this year, everything will be, uh, next weekend, right? Right. All like the bar parties and things like that. Uh, 22% say they will be in costume for Halloween. Most of them are younger adults. Only 5% of those are 65 and older and a whopping 88% of boomers say they're definitely not dressing up. So, Uh, There you go.
2: I don't think they were even dressing up when it was their time. Yeah. Uh, Way too serious. Of the
1: people who are celebrating, if even for the trick-or-treaters, most people say that they're either buying their costume or making it themselves. A few people say that they're having someone else make their costumes. I think there's going to have to be some construction happening on our costumes. Yeah,
2: I don't think ours are just available in stores. I
1: think one of them might be available, but the other one is definitely not.
2: Right. I've been been planning out a way to build this.
1: We were Stranger Things last year. Uh, Gosh, I even forget his name. Eddie. Eddie and... Sadie. No, the cheerleader.
2: Oh, Chrissy.
1: Chrissy. Chrissy, Chrissy, wake up. Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah, and the year before that, we were obviously Lizzie McGuire and Isabella.
1: Yeah, from the Lizzie McGuire movie. And
2: I think the year before that, we dressed as each other.
1: Yeah, I think uh, the Lizzie McGuire one was probably the best It was the best,
2: and it got the best reaction. And I'm thinking that this year's could be really great, but we got to put it together. Yeah, we
1: do have to put it. We have to to talk construction here. What are you going to be for Halloween this year? 63% of adults say they are not going to be dressing up this year, but that is not the case on the text line from the 636. Me and my hubby are dressing up. I'm going to be Cruella DeVille, and my hubby is Mike Myers. So that's a solid little duo there. Uh, Cruella, I think it would be fun. And especially with the movie that came out, was that a last a couple year? couple
2: years ago, year yeah. year before
1: that. Uh, there's a lot of alternative Cruella Deville looks now, mm-hmm. which I think is cool. Uh, from, uh, Tara says, My friends and I are doing a horror theme costume for, for Halloween. I'm going to be Jason Voorhees. My husband, uh, Jason, is going as one of my victims. My friend is going to be Freddy Krueger. And my son wants to be uh, Purge like purge clown or the clown from purge. I guess Kyle from Afton says, I'm not dressing up. My five-year-old is going to be Pennywise. Cute. That's not cute. What? Oh, that's scary child as
2: Pennywise? You know what's creative and a little morbid that I just saw yesterday is the trend of people dressing up as Disney parents who have died. AKA like a man dressed up as he just got mauled by a tiger because uh. it's Tarzan's dad. Oh, or, or Mufasa. Mufasa or couples that look like they've just oh been in a shipwreck gosh, because I they're like the frozen this. parents. I like this. Isn't that creative?
1: I like that a lot.
2: It would be fun for a friend group, I think.
1: Bambi's mother? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Sad. Gosh. Uh let me we're getting spammed too. Uh Casey's is giving away free pizza for a year. We're literally, we're getting texts like that now. Oh, so wow. That's awesome. I don't know how our text line got out to the spammers. Because but
2: somebody he, gave it away. Somebody, haters. One of the other morning shows. Yeah. Oh, I know the one.
1: <laughs> I, I take Casey's pizza for a year. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Best gas station pizza ever. Uh, if you would like to tell us what you're going to be for Halloween this year, let us know on the text line. 314-699-4766.
0: Lace them up. It's time for sports with Remy and Casey.
1: Phooey. The Blues lost the Coyotes last night, 6-2. to two. you have anybody in your life that says fooey
2: um, No. Love that. No, I don't.
1: Uh, no more cussing on the bench. I saw this story. I think Post Dispatch posted this up in a press conference. Baruby says he'd like players and coaches to limit the amount of foul language on the bench. Love that. I kind of like this approach as well. I feel like there's microphones everywhere. Yeah. Right? There's kids everywhere at games, especially.
2: I love um, during a game that's being broadcasted, even when they try and slow-mo it, you can see exactly what those players are saying. Yeah.
1: You know what they're saying? Uh, I just feel like it'd be so hard in hockey not to cuss. It's such a physical sport.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe he just feels like he needs to challenge them a little bit, get their mind in a more wholesome space and get them thinking only about hockey and not so much about the creativity of their mouths.
1: I like it. I like it. So we'll see if that happens. Blues will take on the Penguins tomorrow night at home. Puck drop at seven. Chiefs are at home on Sunday against the Chargers. Here I go. What are you doing?
2: Going to look at our tour schedule.
1: I didn't see anything up. Uh... But there, I think she was supposed to be in Brazil at some point. And I'm not sure when that is. And we're talking about Taylor Swift, of course. If uh, she's going to be at Arrowhead. But I would imagine Taylor now... Taylor
2: Swift is in town for the next few weeks.
1: Well, there you go. I mean, she might she might now be at Arrowhead. She
2: might be there. She might be decorating their new house yeah. before she goes to the game.
1: Hang on. I am, I've been holding something back for... Hang on. Hang on. Who cares? Uh, the kickoff will be at 325 on Sunday for that. A pregame concert t- tomorrow afternoon and festivities to celebrate a phenomenal season for City SC. Phenom. Awesome. They had a great season. So if you're going to the game tomorrow, they're going to take on Seattle in their last home game tomorrow night. Hopefully they, they come out with a win. Yes. But if they don't,
2: who cares? Still love right? You did Man, a great job. So
1: proud of those guys. So proud of that whole, like we got, my wife and I got to go to a game. It was awesome. It's clean. It, the it's stadium gorgeous. looks awesome. The campus looks great. It's awesome. So I uh, can't say enough nice things about City SC and what they've done for the St. Louis community as a whole. Tomorrow night again, kick off 730 for their last home game.
2: Trending now. It's Keeping Up With Casey on 92.3 WIL. Your claps are never consistent. A little off,
1: a little off on that one.
2: A case that many thought would never be solved, the story of Natalie Holloway, finally comes to a close after 18 years, and her killer probably won't even serve time for it. If you'll remember, Natalie Holloway was the high school student who was on spring break with her class when she was killed, nobody knowing how, why, or where her body was. But finally, 18 years later, Natalie's mom can put this unfinished tragedy to rest as her killer... Jordan Vandersloot Yorn Yorn Yeah Yorn Yorn Listen, I didn't want to say his name in the first place. I get it admitted to the crime and confessed to all the details. This loser was once a suspect, but just never convicted. And even after being proven guilty for killing a different student, they still didn't piece everything together until now he's been serving in a Peruvian jail for that crime. Plus the U.S. has charged him for extortion and wire fraud and kind of using that to to get him into jail in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Although with a plea deal, he said he would confess to killing Natalie Holloway and how it happened. And um, for that reason, he'll only have to serve 28 years, (sighs) which is so mind-blowing, so mind-boggling to me.
1: How old is he? Do you you know how?
2: Truthfully, I don't know.
1: There's a potential that he could get out before
2: Before the end of his life, which is
1: ridiculous after you hear how it all went down from his confession, it's hard to listen to.
2: I was going to say, don't say it specifically because I'm sensitive to that kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: Because it, I I think, because it was so, like, just off the cuff. Yeah. It was just so... Random. Like, it, it's got to be devastating for the families. And, and they've been living with this for so long now. And now that there is a little bit of closure on that, it's still just... <laughs>
2: It gets worse. It blows my mind. It gets worse because there are so many parts of it that I never knew. Like, I didn't know five years after it happened, he scammed Natalie's mom by saying, okay, I'll tell you everything. I'll tell you what happened if you give me Mm $250,000. And she did and got nothing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This dude's a scumbag and needs to be in jail for life.
2: Another interesting fact, as I've been hearing about this so much, did you know that Natalie Holloway's mom briefly dated... Javonnie Ramsey's dad.
1: I did not know that. No.
2: Isn't that crazy too? Hmm.
1: That that's very interesting. But I would imagine
2: they having these
1: two like cold cases. Yeah. They could. They had a lot in common. They, they had could,
2: a lot of shared trauma.
1: Yeah. Ah, this whole story just. makes my skin crawl
2: absolutely crazy i hope if this helps natalie's mom sleep at night you know at least i'm I'm hoping that she got what she needed from it after all these years but still absolutely crazy wish he got to serve a little bit more time than that
0: real news is lame this is unprofessional news on 92.3
1: WIL. So I want to know, Casey, if you were to redesign how people board an airplane. Oh, yeah. What would be the solution to make that go a little bit quicker?
2: Obviously. Mm. And listen, Mm. I know you all love Southwest. You're not picking your seats. I'm giving you your seat assignments. And if you're in the back of the bus, you're getting on first. We are going numeric order backwards. You're getting on the back of the bus first. You're taking your stuff with you. You're putting your luggage above your own seat for as long as that works for until we get to the front.
1: You're gonna put first-class people's luggage maybe underneath the plane. Yes. Wow. Okay. Rich people might be upset.
2: And I'm, uh, li- listen.
1: I'm with you up until this point. I think you've got. I think you've got something going here.
2: And I'm thinking also a solution for families, but I'm not there yet. So. You tell me what they're doing.
1: United Airlines is changing its boarding process so people with window seats board first. I'll take it. There you go. It's a start, right? Uh, The New York Times got their hands on an internal memo that says that they're making the switch next Thursday, October 26th. Here's how it will work. Pre-boarding will still happen. That takes care of your families for you. People with disabilities, young kids, members of the military, they will still board first. Then people in first class are next. The new system only applies to people in coach. People with the window seats are then next. The middle seats and the aisle seats are last. The idea is that someone with an aisle seat won't have to get up to let people in every single time. But boarding last means there might be less space for them in overhead bins. So now those window seats are going to become super desirable on United flights It's probably going to cost more as well.
2: If overhead seat, or I'm sorry, if overhead storage is the problem the entire time, like I don't know why we haven't done this sooner. I feel like we can find a solution for the luggage thing. And honestly, it might be bring less. True. Like we're just going to start charging more for something or another. I don't know what the solution is. Frontier's doing. (laughs) But yeah, somewhat like the boarding and deboarding process is so disgusting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Families and groups will still get to board together, but you'll be boarding last. People in basic economy will also be in the last group. Basic fares don't let you choose your seat. So uh, it's called the Wilma system for window, middle aisle. It's not a new thing. United used to do do this before uh, they switched from front to back in 2017. But if you're, I mean, if you're boarding any airplane, it's like, all right, our A-list elite, our platinum deluxe, our diamond coach people. Yeah, but are, those
2: only account for like 5% of the actual yeah. plane.
1: Zero people are in those, I feel like. Right. There's like one or two in the in those groups. They usually skip right over them.
2: Like, I totally understand the issue of flying is too expensive these days. I get it. But I still think we have other fish to fry. Yeah. And when that plane lands, you better sit in your seat.
1: No. I was just going to say something about that because people get all bent out of shape about that. I realize that I'm not going anywhere when I stand up when the plane is parked. I realize that, but my knees hurt and my back hurts so bad from crunching up this six foot three body in that little tiny seat. I just want to stand.
2: And okay, I'm not here, trying to go anywhere. We're going too far on this I break right now, but I'm going to say one more thing. <laughs> I do kind of appreciate like, okay, you're just standing to stretch out the legs for a sec, but it's when you start pushing and like nah, suddenly your elbows up against me, girl, sit in your seat.
1: <laughs> Sorry, we're just passionate, okay?
0: Fun mornings of Halloween with Remy and Casey, powered by Johnny Brock's Dungeon.
1: It's our last day of the party, the John party,
2: the party party.
1: We're hosting a Halloween party. And if you can tell us what costume John party is wearing to our Halloween party, then you'll win tickets to his party tomorrow night at Shea Fitz Arena,
2: which means if you can't go to John party tomorrow night. Keep that phone in your pocket, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't take the opportunity.
1: If you got plans with moms, grandmoms? Maybe you're going to. I uh, think you're going downtown. You're going to the city museum tomorrow night. I don't know. You're not. You, you Leave can't go to these John, John
2: party. party tickets for someone who can go.
1: That's a good way to say that.
2: Thank you. <laughs> Gosh.
1: All of these have been super easy, and today is no exception. Tell us what John's wearing. John is reaching deep into his nerdy side with this one. With a wand in his hand. Glasses on his face and the Nimbus 2000 by his side. He's ready to snag that snitch. (laughs) (laughs) Pass the butter beer. Who is John Party dressed as? 314-954-9230. I'm
2: going to start snag that snitch, girl. <laughs> Careful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Careful. <laughs> 983, hello, who's this?
0: Uh, Jen Adams.
1: Jen. John's coming Hi. to our party he's reaching deep into his nerdy side with this one with a wand in his hand glasses on his face and the nimbus 2000 by his side he's ready to snag that snitch past the butterbeer who is john dressed as for these john party tickets harry potter very good very good it was these were all easy every every one of these this week was easy
2: yeah i agree
1: i didn't want to get too deep on it because I know that
2: John doesn't get deep.
1: Well that and visualizing John in each one of these characters especially like the Pinocchio one was pretty funny to do. So uh, anyways congratulations. You're going to see John party tomorrow night at shape Fitz Arena. Thank you. This is the fight of our
0: lives. It's time for Remy versus Casey on New Country 92.3 W.I.L.
1: Throw today we punching each other in the face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Casey in the hot seat today Ooh. for the big three. We've got Molly and St. Louis on the phone. And uh, you want to go ahead and spin that wheel?
2: Let's spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Let's get this started.
1: No, we're playing things you should probably know. AKA, you should probably know this Halloween edition, though.
2: It's been a long time since we've done this.
1: It has been a long time since we've done this. It's funny that the wheel picked this one. Uh, Molly in St. Louis is with you. She can help you with one of these if she knows it. And she's going to guess how many she thinks she got right at the end for the, the John Party tickets.
2: Nope. For the Dustin Lynch tickets. Dustin Lynch tickets. Let's get it. Man.
1: Here we go. Question number one. You see a lot of skeletons this time of year. And I got to say, most of them are missing a ton of bones. <laughs> How many bones does a normal human body have, Casey? Ugh. A, 206. B, 216. C, 226.
2: 206 feels like a nice comfy number. So that's what I'm going to say. Does that
1: feel most at home?
2: It seems I like, like something I might have heard before.
1: I got like 206 bones up in here, up in the skin. Approximately. <laughs> 206, final answer? Yeah. All right, here we go. Number two. Blood is a specialized body fluid that has four main components. Red and white blood cells are the easy ones. What are the other two?
2: Oxygen. Oxygen. And?
1: And? going through the periodic table of elements Um, right now.
2: (laughs) Is that where I could find the answer? Cobalt. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I'm not asking Molly this one because I just don't know. What's in it? Water.
1: Oxygen and water. I don't know.
2: (laughs) I don't know. No, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Oxygen, hydrogen, and um, oxygen.
1: Hydrogen and oxygen.
2: Isn't that what makes water? Uh, Doesn't there gotta be water in there? Yeah. Then that's it.
1: Okay. Final answer.
2: I'm getting frustrated.
1: Number three. You've got a fear of heights, but somehow you found yourself on top of the arch looking down on the city. The arch stands at 630 feet. What's the fear of heights called? Is it A, acrophobia, B, bathmophobia, or C, gefrophobia.
2: Hmm. Molly, is there a chance you have a guess? Is it acrophobia? That's what we're going to say.
1: A? Acrophobia. Acrophobia. All right. We go to Molly on this one. How many out of three do you think Casey got right today?
2: I'm going to go with two. That's a nice safe number.
1: Did it? You got two right. Congratulations. So let's go through them. Uh, how many bones you got in your body? Two hundred and six. The human body has two hundred and six bones in total. Though it's possible for some adults to have more ribs and vertebrae, and Gross. digits can vary from person to person. So you could have up to two hundred and thirteen bones if you oh want. Oh my gosh! Yep. Yeah. Blood is a specialized body fluid that makes that has four components: red and white blood cells.
2: Uh-huh.
1: You were not correct with <clears throat> would you say? Hydrogen and oxygen. oxygen? Uh, plasma and platelets are the yes. other two little little pieces of blood there. Right. And uh, you are correct. Acrophobia is the fear of heights. Bathmophobia, the fear of stairs. Gephrophobia is the fear of tunnels or bridges.
2: Wow, interesting. You there learn you something new every day.
1: Congratulations to Molly. Going to Dustin Lynch next year. Woo-hoo!
0: Bill to St. Louis with Casey Covers Country on 92.3 WIL.
2: Blake Shelton gave a speech that had everyone in their feels. So Gwen Stefani was honored with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame yesterday in the, like the whole ceremony where everybody's out in the street and they have the red carpet and the stanchions are up. And Blake Shelton was there, obviously, and he actually gave a speech that had everybody awing.
0: Fall in love with her. Not as much as me, though. Oh,
2: hang on. I ruined it. Here, try it again.
0: The first time that I ever met Gwen, it was clear to me that she was a mother, first and foremost, over anything else in the w- world. But today, it's nice to see her honored for her side project, being one of the biggest stars in the world. She had risen to the top over and over again with her unique
1: style that has made
0: the world fall in love with her. Not as much as me, though.
1: Oh, Like... it wouldn't be... Wouldn't be L.A. without, you know, ambulance in the background right. of that. Uh, I did see a little bit of this live. Someone was uh, oh, really? live streaming on TikTok yesterday, and I, I got to see a little bit of this. So I thought that was that was pretty cool. Blake is always, he's so well-spoken, and he's one of those dudes that can be hilarious. Yes. But he can also be a little mushy, a little mushy-gushy.
2: He said at the start of the speech, he was like, I've actually given a few speeches about Gwen before and I get too into it. Mm-hmm. I literally had to write myself bullet points so that I can't make this last too long or get too out of hand. Yeah.
1: Did you Did you edit out the part where he talked about her van?
2: Yes. How he, when they first met, he said that she was unlike any celebrity he'd ever known because she pulled up to The Voice with a black minivan and three kids right there with her.
1: Yep. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'll never have a van, but my brother has a van. <laughs> And I enjoy riding in his van.
2: You enjoy a van?
1: I'm telling you, it's like one of those things you never want to be caught in, but it is the most comfortable thing in the world. A, B, you can put anything in a van.
2: And leg room. Yeah, Everything.
1: The windshield's like...
2: This extreme. is my world. It's
1: huge. Look at this world of highway I have in front of me. And that's
2: probably how Gwen Stefani felt <laughs> back in 2014. <laughs> yeah. He went on to say that they met back in 2014. And, um, oh, here, let me show you this photo because of her, or saw her sons were there. Look at the oldest. That's Gavin Rosdale 2.0. Who wow. knew it was a grown man? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, his kids have, I'm sorry, her kids have grown so much since he became part of their lives and I didn't realize how long it had been since he, until he said 2014.
1: (sighs) Yeah. Time flies.
2: Time does fly. Also, Reba was in attendance, which is pretty cool to see her supporting her, you know, Voice cast mates.
0: The 31 Mornings of Halloween with Remy
1: and Casey, powered by Johnny Brock's Dungeon. It's a freaky Friday movie night. And the last two movies have been pretty tame, with practical magic and Haunted Mansion.
2: One for the kids, one for the moms and the girls. What's tonight's?
1: Tonight's an actual horror film in Texas Chainsaw Massacre Mm. from 1974. Five friends head out to rural Texas to visit the grave of a grandfather. On the way, they stumble across what appears to be a deserted house only to discover something sinister within. Something armed With a chainsaw. Mm -hmm, Yeah. So.
2: If you've not seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I would say tread lightly and know what you're getting into because it's not like a horror film as in ghosts. It's a horror film as in gore. Yeah. And I was just telling Remy off the air that I, on a first date, watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre once because I did not know what it was. Yeah. And then I passed out.
1: So, Casey has a thing about blood.
2: It's uh, a vasovagal syncope, and I'll just pass out. Yeah. So, that, you know, when you go into watching this movie this weekend, just know what it is.
1: So, it's to the point that, I think this is funny, not funny, but, like, it's to the point where you know it so well.
2: I know when it's going to happen. That
1: you will place yourself into a situation where you cannot fall and hit your head on anything.
2: Yeah, I'll know. I'll know that I'm the, I'll leave the movie theater and get on the ground.
1: (laughs) So if you see a random woman
2: on the hallway floor
1: <laughs> at a movie theater, the AMC, she's not dead.
2: She might just be passed out for a minute That's and then hilarious. she'll go back in.
1: I always find these stats interesting too. Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 1974 was made on a budget of one hundred and forty thousand dollars. Wow. I know it sounds like a lot of money, right, to like normal people, but these film productions nowadays are 20, 30, 40, 50
2: millions,
1: billions, even when it comes to like Avatar and things like that.
2: This is less than, you know, most houses in the St. Louis area.
1: The actors hired were all unknown. Most of them were local. Production of the movie sounds like literal hell because it was low budget. Cast and crew sometimes filled for seven days a week, up to 16 hours a day. They worked primarily in an old Texas farmhouse with no air conditioning in heat that was over 100 degrees. Their costumes became covered in fake and real blood and could not be washed for fear of creating continuity errors. Yeah. So the actors wore them day in and day out.
2: It's so gross. Well, hopefully they got paid well after this.
1: The 20 cast and crew members were paid almost nothing. Ugh. Splitting only $8,100. Oh
2: my God.
1: That was left after the movie sold to a distribution company.
2: Oh my god. And now
1: it's like a cult classic horror film, totally. right? So that is today's Freaky Friday movie night suggestion, so... As we approach Halloween, things get a little bit scarier. Yeah, You can check out more thanks to Johnny Brock's Dungeon for powering 31 mornings of Halloween on the Facebook page, 92.3 wil Earlier in the show, we were talking about what you're going to be for Halloween as uh, 63% of adults say they are not dressing up this year. Well, the adults in this room are dressing up this year. Uh, We've kind of started to scheme our... We know what we're going as... But it's gonna, it's it's got some arts and crafts involved, right?
2: Like this is not something that we can go buy or rent from Johnny Brox. Johnny Brox does have everything. We just happen to choose the hardest of the costumes. Uh, yeah,
1: I think. I think it'll be a funny payoff, though. But we asked on the text line earlier 314 699 4766 what you're going as this year. Uh, from the 314, my family and my sisters are going to be Paw Patrol, Sky, Marshall, Rocky, Chase, Tracker, Everest, Ryder, and
2: Chickaladaw. Wow, cute.
1: Uh, kids four, uh, four kids under nine. So that'll be great. That's a nice little little crew of uh, Paw Patrol. My kids have aged out of the Paw Patrol, but they were very into it when that uh, was all your kid's
2: going to be this year.
1: Uh, I think my my son is going as uh Boba Fett from Star Wars and my daughter is going to be what she calls a horse rider or equestrian. equestrian. Yes. Cute. Uh and the funny thing about Leo going as Boba Fett is he's never Seen Star Wars. Boba Fett in action. Mm. Like he hasn't got to that part yet. So uh, we did have another text. My three year old is obsessed with Stitch and he asked if I could be Lilo. So that's what we're doing. We're going as Lilo and Stitch. Cute. Let us know on the text line what, what you've got going on this year as far as costumes are concerned. 314 699 4766. It's Remy and Casey's Hometown Heroes. Brought to you by
0: Air Comfort Service Heating, Cooling, and Insulation. Schedule your AC system check now. Visit aircomfortservice.com.
1: Today we say thank you to Jason Pelton, nominated by Jacqueline Pelton. (laughs) My husband, Jason Pelton, or Juicy Jason per TikTok, (laughs) has been a firefighter for 10 years for the Wright City Fire Department. He is very humble about being a firefighter, even though he has saved and helped hundreds of people and even animals too. even gave CPR to a dog this year and saved it from a fire. He's a great dad, great to his community, and he's also known for his firefighter themed TikToks, where he has his nickname since high school and he's always been. Juicy Jason.
2: I had to look it up on TikTok. Got Juicy Jason 91.
1: 50,000 followers for yes. Juicy Jason.
2: Jason, thanks for everything you do in the community. Here's your throwback. I'm sorry, your request song. It's Zach Bryan.
1: Brammy and Casey on the way out on this Friday. What you got going on this weekend, Casey?
2: Ooh, tomorrow. I'm so excited. We're going to Maryville, Illinois to Got Your Six with the uh, support dogs for veterans because last year, remember we raised a ton of money for Got Your Six and then I took on one of their dogs as a puppy raiser and he, they named him W-I-L. They named him Will. Yeah. And he lived with me for like four or five months. Tomorrow, he's finally like being passed on to a veteran after a year of support dog training.
1: You are going to cry so hard. I'm
2: going to cry my eyes out. I'm going to be so emotional and I can't wait.
1: I uh, I was also invited to this. Unfortunately, I cannot make it, but uh, I... I know how it's—it's it, got to be so hard, but also at the same time, like you know that Will is going to be like doing great yeah, for the rest of his life. Yeah,
2: this is what made for. Yeah,
1: yeah. So very, very cool in in that regard. You got a concert announcement at ten o'clock this morning. Yep, huge. Uh, I will be in Highland, Illinois, from two to four this afternoon. Uh, the Rural King with Backyard Butchers. to so come out and see that if you. You know, if you want to fill that deep freeze, we got that meat. We'll be out there this afternoon. Or we've got swag. I think we've got Jingle Fest tickets as well if you want to come out there and uh, sign up for those. So it's going to be a busy weekend. And then next week, the last full week before Halloween.
2: Snag that snitch, girl. <laughs>
1: out of context, I don't know if that's okay, but we talked about Harry Potter earlier in the show. Uh, if you missed anything from the show, you can always check out the Remy and Casey Show podcast, and we will see you back here on Monday. Goodbye! Find Remy and Casey on Instagram at
0: 923WIL.